0: One, two, three.
1: Hi, this is Hope. This is Chris. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat
0: Athlete F- Radio. F- hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 59 of No Meat Athlete Radio. This is Matt Frazier, joined, as always, by Doug Hay, and we've got a fun interview today. Right? you. Yeah. It was fun. We just did it a few minutes ago. Uh, of course, we'll put it after after we finish this little intro here. <laughs> but it's with Jeffrey Binney, who is uh, a lot of things. A comedian and ultra runner. I guess, has he done an ultra yet? Yeah, it's, he's he said he done is. a 50-mile. One, yeah. uh, but a, a, he would like to do the Leadville 100. He's putting together a documentary combined with uh, a stand-up comedy special, which is all very interesting. And he's vegan as well. Uh, and just kind of a fun guy. We had a good conversation with him. So we're going to get to that in just a few minutes, but uh, in, in other news, we don't have that much other news, actually. <laughs> we no. have that you ran uh, a the Mount Mitchell race that you like to do. That's right. right. Yeah. This so... past weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which... But, but not that you did, you did not get into the full one, right? Right. I Lottery. did the,
1: uh, it's called the Black Mountain Marathon, which is a trail marathon version of the Mount Mitchell Challenge, which is a 40 mile ultra. Right. And... That was actually my first trail marathon, which was fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. And but you did the full a couple was it two years ago? That's right. Yes, yep.
2: mm-hmm.
0: I remember. I think we've mentioned this before that I came out and we watched that. Um, we watched you finish, and then on that day, I guess I had I had uh, this was back when I was training for my hundred. I don't I, maybe I had not quite officially started training for the hundred yet or something. I don't know. But I ended up going home and registering for the Black Mountain Monster mm-hmm. after we watched you run. And then that, that ended up being my long race in preparation for the hundred. So that that was uh played a part in my hundred for sure.
1: But anyway, uh so that's good. How how did it go? It went fantastic. I I think that it was probably the best executed race I've ever run. Mhm. Which was which was Meaning what? Really like good. in terms
0: of pacing or Yeah,
1: you know, I didn't have any major bunks. I was in control of my nutrition and hydration and um in my pace, I felt just really good about everything. You know, of course you're going to always hit low points and you're going to always, um, have some, have some low energy moments, but I worked through them well and prepared for them. And I think I stayed ahead of them instead of, uh, trying to, trying to, you know, save myself once they already came. So.
0: Gotcha. And what was your time on it?
1: My time? Yeah. It was four hours and 22 minutes.
0: And so. it's a trail and it's, Basically up a mountain and then down a mountain, right? That's right. Just not so all the way up.
1: Up and down a mountain, and it was covered in snow. We had uh, a bunch, several inches of snow last week, and there were parts with, I don't know, maybe 10 inches of snow. It mm-hmm. was slow and slick, but but it was fun. I, I put screws in the bottom of my shoes, mm-hmm. um, which worked really well on the harder, icy stuff, but not so much on the, on the powder. It just didn't really work at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. It was actually... I had to laugh a little bit because it was just a hard trail marathon, and it was faster than my first road marathon. (laughs) Right. That's good. Yeah. That really is good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. I I took 29th place. I was stoked about that. Yeah, Out of how many? 209 finishers (laughs) out of 30.
0: (laughs) Good. So top 15% or something? Yeah. Nice. Well, that's very good. And that is in – well, I guess you've got a – 100K coming up, right?
1: That's right. So I'm um, two weeks out. That was kind of a, my last big run before uh, 100K, which is happening in Charlottesville, Virginia, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Which will be fun. Nice. And uh, you know, I have to admit that I was maybe at mile 21 or something, feeling good, feeling excited, but thinking, "Thank God, I am not running another yeah. 40 miles right now." So yeah, I've had that feeling a lot. So I'm I'm a little nervous about this 100K, um, <laughs> really? but it'll be fun it'll it'll definitely be fun and it'll be a good challenge for me and then you
0: can use 100k to to be a long training run for some other 100 miler
1: Yeah. so the well it's for the 24 hour um, right that's right black mountain monster which is six weeks after that so and that's the
0: one i just mentioned that when i was training for my 100 i did the 12 hour version of the black mountain monster where it's a 5k or three mile loop that you circle for 12 hours but you're gonna be done 24 so aiming for 100 miles maybe
1: Yep, aiming for 100 miles in under 24 hours.
0: Cool, good.
1: That's yeah, exciting. so I'm, I'm I have officially kicked off my 2015 race season and feeling really good about it. Really, really All excited. Right. Good, glad yeah. to hear. It. So I will be uh, on the vegan cruise the day you're
0: doing the 100K. Oh, okay. And the day you were doing the Black Mountain race, this one I I met some friends for some beers after they ran the race. <laughs> So I'm not doing quite what you are. <laughs> but I, but in my defense, I had my children this weekend. My wife was away, and uh, I had my two kids. and uh, So I brought them to drink beer to the brewery, <laughs> in my defense. Uh, which, I, you know, it probably sounds horrifying to some people listening to this that I would do that, but it, it's totally, I don't know, that's one of the cool things about Asheville, is just that yeah. there is that atmosphere that you can kind of bring your kids to anything. That's right. And really, I was there for only one beer, so.
1: Yeah. Well, so you'll be sipping Mai Tais. Um, uh-huh. While On the crew is well, yeah, I'm doing this, are you are you excited for the cruise? Yeah, Two weeks out, we're that's really excited awesome. for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll be there in like ten days from now. We'll be oh, that's we'll be great. Cruising.
1: And I assume it'll be like hot down there, right? So you'll be swimming yeah. and stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I don't. I think it's someone said
0: most of the places it'll be like seventies, so not not blazing hot. Oh, that's but great. We'll see. Hopefully, not not too cold to do stuff. Uh, and then I'm going to be meeting. They're going for a run and hang out with the uh, Miami, Nomadic Group, which is really oh, cool. Because our cruise comes back into Miami, or leaves and comes back into Fort Lauderdale, which is not too far from there, of course. And uh, they've been one of, like, the standout groups that have just done, you know, amazing stuff. A handful of them in cities that you would not expect uh, have, just, have just been great, and, like, the turnouts have been great, and they organize all these fun things. Well, Miami is one of them, and uh, so we're going to go... Carved out an extra day after the cruise gets back, where we'll stay there and just do what they do for a run and a dinner, and then come home after that.
1: Cool. That sounds so like that's a lot of fun. really fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. it will be. Um, so yeah, and then I have I have not started training for another marathon. This is now my my proof that I'm not entirely sedentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I did uh, sign up, not sign up, but I have I've decided I'm going to be running another marathon, and uh, I'm really excited about that. I'm, I've been running more than, than I had before, and uh, it's going really well, and I'm feeling good.
1: This is your attempt to maybe BQ again, right? Well, not
0: this one. I mean, I'd love to, but I think the reason that it's been hard for me to get back to marathon running is I know that I'm at least two races from getting back to my old shape. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like this first one you know, is, is kind of a uh, going to be a hard thing to do. Just because like I know, know going in that I'm not going to have a result that's anything new or that I haven't done before. Right And that's tricky for me
1: But that's the first step You gotta take to
0: That is Yeah Which is hard But uh, yeah So it,
1: it'll be good When and was your last marathon Was it the Rock and Roll DC? Yeah
0: with That was the last one With
1: the No mean Athlete group? Yep That and was the first time we met Or the first time we worked together I guess
0: Oh yeah Right It was You, you kind of managed that group uh-huh. Managed the DC event Yeah So uh, that was my last marathon And then I think I had done I did Boston before that, and I did another one with a friend. None of those races was was a PR attempt. They were all like, you know, I knew I was going to be in three thirty ish marathon. So it's been it's been now almost six years. No, two thousand. Yeah, coming up on six, five and a half years since I ran that that PR, and since and since I've attempted a PR. So it's it's definitely a, a new, just you know, after after five years of doing the ultra running, where it's just much much slower pace. It's about finishing you kind of focus on time, but if that's secondary to finishing, it's really, it's really a different mindset. And I I think that's why I'm excited about it. It's just, it's fun to be thinking about time. Uh, I haven't actually gone to a track yet, but like to go do a track workout again, Mm -hmm. it's just, I'm just like so far removed from that mindset. But I remember it was really fun. Like it, not in the moment, it's not fun to (laughs) to be out of breath, but like, it's just, I don't know. I just felt really good then. So I'm looking forward to get back to it. Uh, it should be fun. It should give me some new stuff to write about. And, uh, I don't know. So that the next next six seven months of no mean athlete will probably be a lot of a lot of talk about marathon training instead of ultras.
1: So will you? It sounds like you will. You'll be doing the track workouts and the heart rate stuff and all that kind of things. Some of that, that... yeah.
0: I mean, I I don't know that I'll do any heart rate stuff just mm-hmm. because it's sort of a. I mean, I like that training. I like heart rate training. I think it can really teach you a lot, but it's not something that I think it's better in general to train according to paces like like Mm -hmm. go you know a certain run at 10k pace or at 5k pace or whatever just because heart rate is so uh it's the formulas aren't reliable so Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get to know that you're doing the right workout if you're going by a heart rate that you've only determined from formulas on paper versus like going to a lab or somebody and getting it figured out cool so yeah so that's uh that's our our running update and uh, i think i think we should probably get to this interview so we don't uh Lose too many people Before we get to the good part uh, So anyway We'll go to that Here's Jeffrey Binney uh, Check out his His campaign If you want to check it out Now It's uh, What is it Onceisenoughfilm.com I believe yep, that's Yeah, that's right. So if you go there There's a There's a YouTube video That's a kind of a trick Because if you click that Then it takes you to Indiegogo page Where you then Click the video again I was tricked this morning <laughs> uh, But anyway It's uh it's a good video It's worth watching And uh, he's, he's a fun guy So enjoy the interview And we will talk to you all soon Hey, everyone. We're with Jeffrey Binney, who is a comedian, nanny, vegan, and soon-to-be, or at least hopeful, Leadville 100 finisher. Um, Jeffrey, I love your story. I love your Indiegogo video, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you today. So how are you doing?
2: Thanks. Uh, I'm swell. Uh, It's good to be here. Good to
0: be here. Good. Okay, so uh, let's see. I mean, we talked a bit about your story in the intro here, but um, really I want to hear it. From you, uh first of all let me let me first just plug your Indiegogo thing. it's a ten minute video and to be honest, I don't usually watch these kind of things. I mean I, I, I intend <laughs> I to, you know, like a friend sends me and I'm like, sure. Okay, I'll watch it. And I make it about twenty seconds before I like have ten other windows open and I'm just you know, yeah. forget all about it. It's <laughs> incredible in video thing. in general.
2: The incredible thing is YouTube actually analyzes when people stop watching the video, and I can actually go in and see the point where everybody's like, eh, enough of this.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I made, it, I made it, I think, nine out of the ten minutes of yours, which is like a new Sweet. record for me. So it was wow. a very, very entertaining video. Um, so I, I think everyone should watch it. Um, what is the URL, by the way, just so people can go right to it? Sure. Or well, is it not an easy one?
2: It's not an easy one, but if you go to the film's website, which is onceisenoughfilm.com, dot uh, com, you can get to the Indiegogo page very easily. Okay, cool. Just one click. Okay, so give us the uh,
0: like one minute version of of the video and story, so that people can can get a sense of uh, of what you're about. Because I think it really is a cool a cool way that you're mixing funny and running and vegan uh, into one.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, the short story is. Uh, Three years ago, I lost my mom. She had been battling heart disease for 17 years, um, along with diabetes and everything that comes along with obesity, Uh, and, you know, losing her at the age of 58 was was a big wake-up call for me. So uh, I went vegan. I started getting my health in order. I, uh, I started trail running, which has turned into ultra running. And I've gotten to the point where I, I wanted a ridiculous goal like the Leadville 100. And so I've set that goal. I brought uh, Ian Sharman on as my trainer. And uh, I've assembled a team to make a, a film. Uh, it's, it's kind of half documentary and half stand-up comedy special. Uh, I'm an actor, a comedian occasionally and so I had this idea of filming a documentary and then filming a comedy special about the whole experience and putting them together into uh, a film that is hopefully both uh, inspiring and hilarious
0: cool i mean it's 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 very good I love the mix I've seen plenty of running documentaries and vegan documentaries and as as interesting as they all are they 're not ever really very funny i mean that's that's just not something that you see <laughs> in those things uh, yeah. you know like like Earthlings or Forks over Knives or uh the you know the running one the the what 's it called unbreakable i mean there's yeah. nothing funny about them I mean, they're just they 're inter- compelling watches but uh, that's what I think why you, why your video resonated with me and well,
2: uh, go ahead oh no well I, that's that's awesome to hear because uh you know i I love all of those films there's so many incredible adventure films out there. And and I've seen them all over and over and over again. But yeah, you know, I was hoping that maybe this will be a little different from most. Uh, you know, partly in the fact that there's this comedy component, which definitely is not usually part of adventure films. And secondly, you know, I found watching those films are so often about you know elite athletes doing incredible things, achieving incredible things, which is um, it's so fascinating to watch. You know, of course, you want to watch the the best of the best to do what they do, but you know, I had a hard time getting motivation in the beginning because I wasn't that. I wasn't anywhere close to that. And so what we're really hoping is that people can watch this and see someone literally going from complete inactivity to doing something like like crossing the finish line at Leadville and just realize that you really can do it. It's, it's a lot of work, <laughs> but you can do it. You really can.
1: So how did you how did you set your sights on on Leadville on the hundred
2: mile distance and then also on Leadville? Because so it's not an easy one. We should point out, right?
0: I mean, Leadville is is uh, one of the toughest
2: yeah yeah it's one of the toughest. It's one of the oldest um well you know honestly one of the one of the biggest things is that uh you know this year they have a lottery for the first time, but one of the the biggest factors was that there was no uh no entrance requirements you know no qualification, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that was a big you know big obvious perk for us. Um on top of that you know it's uh it's at starts at just over ten thousand feet, i believe, and I think it climbs up Hope Pass to somewhere over twelve thousand so there's there's that huge huge component um and it also it's in Leadville, Colorado, which, if you know much about the town, it's a really old, old uh, mining town that, when the mines closed, was was just just decimated. I mean, really on the on the verge of of, of going extinct. And you know, these race directors had the idea of of this silly race. Could, you know, could people run a hundred miles? And it turned out they could, and it could turn into a, an all summer affair that has really, you know brought so much life back to the town. So we just felt like the setting was not only beautiful, but also really interesting because of that as well. Um, and then Ian Sharman is my trainer and, you know, he won Leadville, oh, I think 2013, <laughs> something like that. Uh, and so Leadville is just a really special place for him as well. And so, you know, just, just of all the options, it, it, it was the best one.
0: Cool. All right. So uh, a big focus of uh, of what makes it funny and, and just what makes it also an incredible story is the uh, the obesity side of it, and and you've said that uh, you you lost your mother to obesity, and no. that that you yourself have been overweight for all of your life, mm-hmm. um, so I'm I'm curious about two things. First, I want to hear about this thermometer thing, where you take your temperature during running uh, because of overheating <laughs> which i've never ever heard of
2: before but i think is i don't think it even works like i don't even know if it's a thing <laughs> but i moved from you know i grew up in missouri on a pig farm where it gets hot in the summer but it's very cold in the winter and you know was not used to exercising in heat then i moved to, to brooklyn new york same situation there and now i'm in los angeles you know running in these these desert mountains and the heat really really gets to me um so I've been trying everything and uh, one day I just I, – I was like, yeah, I'm going to take the thermometer. I'm just going to take the thermometer. I'm going to take it out. If I start to feel bad, I just want to know like what my temperature is. But I was using uh, like a normal thermometer and I'm pretty sure like you know, – I'm drinking fluids. I'm pretty sure I'm not getting an accurate <laughs> reading at all. But I'm so desperate to figure out like how to avoid – uh heat exhaustion because it just it brings you to a, a grinding halt um right i was having problems passing out and like you know it's just not you know it's not safe to be out in the middle of nowhere in the mountains and 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 be fainting and dehydrated so okay. i was just desperate to 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 figure out how to uh to, to avoid it. But I mean, really, that's just one example of so many things like this that I have bumbled through, you know, trying to figure out like, how, how do people do this? You know, those are the challenges from, from trying to go from nothing to a hundred miles so quickly. You know, luckily Ian's (laughs) really good at being like, you know what, you you probably don't want to wear your, your, your Vibrams, you know, like out in the mud, like that's probably not going to work out very well. Uh, you know, just stupid things like that, that, that I, I had to learn the hard way. And, and how long, Has it been since
0: you, uh, since you started like the idea just that you wanted to start running and so like I saw you did a marathon in the video, but like how long has it been since from, from when you were totally sedentary to where you are now? And then also with vegan, like, is that a new thing too? Or is that, uh, have you been that way forever?
2: Sure. Well, first of all, the vegan thing, I I went vegetarian, um, I guess almost, wow, almost seven years ago, uh. And when I moved to and that actually happened as a joke. I had a friend in college who uh was like a super vegan. And I grew up on a pig farm and he knew that I grew up on a pig <laughs> farm and he loved to engage me in conversations. Uh well, more more arguments over over veganism. And I would you know, I would argue back just to get him going. And he he bet that I couldn't do the PETA 30 day challenge. And uh I, I did the PETA 30 day challenge and it it was easier than i thought it would be and uh i felt good and uh, i just kept doing it and i'm still still doing it uh, and then 2 years ago when i moved to la i i decided to go vegan cuz uh i was a total french fry vegan <laughs> or french fry vegetarian you know i mean everyone imagines you know going vegetarian to be so healthy and it can be obviously but the, the thing people forget is, you know, French fries are vegetarian. Onion rings are vegetarian. And and I really wasn't reaping the, the health benefits that I should have been. So I was like, you know what? I'll try vegan for a few months. Like really focus on cutting out some of the fat. You know, I'll get rid of cheese, which is a huge problem for me. And and again, it, was, it, it just worked out for me. And that's when I really started to see a huge difference. I really started to drop the weight quickly. Um, And, and so I'm, I'm still, I'm still vegan. I, I allow myself, I call it a vegan vacation once a week. I allow one meal, per week where it's usually cheese it's almost never ever meat um but i'll allow myself one meal where i'll have some cheese it's usually after my long run of the week uh and you know i would love to not need to do that but the fact of the matter is i know that i would have a harder time sticking with it if i didn't allow myself that one that one slice of cheddar a week or that one pizza with with some feta on it or something (laughs) so um so anyway that's that's my vegan story um and then what about running? How how long is right. that? How long has it been since you know, Uh you I literally started I literally ran out of the ICU waiting room while my mom was in the hospital and bought some trail shoes and went to the forest and started running one day. I was I had I had spent 3 months living in an ICU waiting room and you know just there's such cold sterile inhospitable places and i was you know maybe losing it a little bit and i just i just i had to get away so i literally just just went out and started running and instantly fell in love with it and uh, I gave myself three months to run my first 20 mile trail run and it was, it was awful. I did terrible. I was, uh, I did 20 miles, but I was probably an hour after the last 50 K finisher rolling over the finish line. I mean, I was, I was nowhere close to <clears throat> being anything other than last, but it was incredible. I loved it. I mean, it was, it was incredible and terrible at the same time. It was 17 degrees. My water froze in my hydration pack tube. I mean, it was awful, but I finished and I instantly knew. (laughs) I couldn't wait to do to be that miserable again. And so then I I went back to New York, I moved to LA, I kind of had like a bit of a break. And then I got to LA and I really started buckling down again. And I'd say it's been about a year and a half since I really started shooting towards uh, ultra running. Um, so that uh, that marathon that I did was in the fall, and I did my first fifty miler in December in San Francisco. I did the North Face Endurance Challenge, and now uh, Ian and I are trying to get me whipped into shape for August twenty second for Leadville.
1: Yeah. So, what talk a little bit about your experience in training for these these long? I mean, your first race being a twenty mile race, and then going straight to a marathon and and ultra marathon, you know, a lot of people who are on the couch now are just starting to run. That just seems like, a just a huge distance and you have so much to learn and so much, uh, you know, that you need to work out first. How has training been for you during that, during that shift, I guess, from the couch to an ultra runner and, and what kind of lessons have you learned?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I, um, I think, Matt, I think I've heard you say before that you don't like having races to, to motivate you, right? To get you out the door to run. No, no, uh, I, I kind of need them, but I, I
0: go back and forth between, you know, when I'm not motivated, trying to figure out what what is going to do it for right. me. So sometimes it's racing, sometimes it's not.
2: I, I, am, I am not that way. <laughs> I really require some lofty goals in order to, like, really get myself motivated. Um, and so... You know, I really should have taken it slower, uh... For my twenty miler, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready at all. My mom passed away in the in the middle of it, and it was just three weeks after her passing that I ran it. And you know, I hadn't. I took a complete week off, like you know, when she passed away. And so, you know, the fact of the matter is, I wasn't ready, and I just had to push myself. Um, the fifty miler, I was. That was the first time I was ready for it. I was. I was well prepared. Of course, you've, you're never prepared enough. I mean, of course, I could have handled another six months, but but I had I had done a uh, followed a really uh, effective training schedule, and I was I was right on target. I was really really slow. I was really slow. I was dangerously close to the cutoff, but but I finished. Um, you know, I think for me, um, I don't know. It was big for me when I learned not to quit as soon as as it got hard. You know, I don't remember where I read it or or who said it, but I remember an ultra runner <clears throat> saying that that the key to ultra running is feeling the pain and deciding to keep going. And and that was a really big moment for me. The first time I was really having a rough run. And I I just said, you know, what happens if I don't stop? <laughs> what happens if I just keep running? And it turned out, you know, the the pain passed. And I, you know, had a cliff bar, had some newfound energy, and it, it was fine. You know, it was a rough 30 minutes, but it turned out if I just kept pushing, it it, it got better. Um and so that's really been a, a really vital lesson for me to learn especially in pushing myself on these these long runs because they're you know you guys are, are ultra runners you know there's just so many ups and downs and especially for me i feel like my emotional up and downs are very much tied to my physical up and downs and so for me it's just all about pushing through it and and knowing that it's it's going to get better
0: yeah we just talked about that recently in in our last episode about how how people who finish and we were talking in the context of marathons but like if you finish to finish a marathon you you have to be tired at some point i mean no one no one signs up for a marathon and goes and like gives it everything they has give everything they have you know finishes and says well i I never really got tired i mean like that's the point but you get tired and then you figure out how to how to deal with it
2: yeah Um, well and I, i think it should be noted you know there i think it's also very important though to be able to differentiate uh you know temporary pain from permanent pain you know i mean obviously if things are going south and it's it's not something that's going to go away with a couple of days of recovery, obviously then you need to stop. But, um, you know, there's just so many of those, those, those small pains that three years ago I would have, I would have just, I would have quit and walked in my door and gone to bed. <laughs> right.
0: Which is yeah. one of the great lessons of that running teaches you. Absolutely. Okay. So here's a question. I, what I like to do when people have these lofty goals and these great ideas, I like to, to bring them down to earth. Uh, and, and say, so what happens if you don't finish? Like, I, I know you're, you're doing all this stuff what happens if the race doesn't go up because people don't finish hundreds all the time especially first hundreds and especially at leadville
2: of course no matter how prepared you are you know who who knows what's going to happen um yeah well i mean for me personally uh it's not the end of the world there's you know there are a hundred uh hundred hundreds of other hundred milers out there um so for me personally it will be really disappointing. Uh, there's definitely a lot of added stress because of the the project. There's obviously a lot of added pressure to finish. But personally if I don't, you know what? Uh I give it a go. We'll we'll move on to the next hundred miler. Um for the project, uh you know we've talked about that a lot actually and uh w- we'll see what happens. Um you know it's it's there's still a film there. It's it's certainly not uh Uh, not over if i don't finish and in fact it might turn out to be even more compelling i don't know if you've seen the diana nyad uh documentary she was the the woman who swam from cuba to to the u.s and there's a an awesome film about her attempts and uh she she tries once and she fails and she she gears up for a second time, and you know she it's intense what she has to pull together. I mean she has support boats, so much you know so much funding goes into it. she built up so much anticipation to her second attempt, and again she fails and the The film ends with her failing It turns out a couple of years later she did it, and they they add the those subtitles into the ending credits, but uh it's just awesome to see a film that is still incredibly compelling and so fascinating, even though, even though she fails. Right. Um, so so you know, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I don't know what will happen I, if I, I would, fail. And I hopefully suggest, I don't
0: find out. I would suggest that when you start, you don't have that idea in your head that it might be more compelling <laughs> if I don't finish. Cause if you have that, when you get to mile 60, you're going to be, it's gonna sound really good to go sit down. <laughs> oh yeah, my feet hurt. I don't know. It might be a better movie if I don't. Let's just quit, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, good. It sounds like you've you've got a good attitude. Um. Oof. So I think I think it's really cool that that this whole thing. Uh, while it is funny, and while it is, uh, you know, the vegan angle of it too. I think what's really neat is that it, it does come back to to, like you said, at the end of your of your indiegogo video or I should not the end but minutes seven to nine maybe um where you, where you just talk about like the, first of all the Mae west quote which i want you to share so i don't butcher it um which was the inspiration for the title once is enough sure. and uh and then the find your inspiration thing that the idea that this is you know you you want other people to to find what their thing is because I've, I've talked about this thing a lot in the context of my uh boston marathon qualifying it was this big journey for me and uh I, I tell that story a lot in talks but like ultimately it comes back to I want that to be just the, the metaphor for everyone else's story or the inspiration for someone to find their thing. So um, talk about that quote and then and then what you're doing with the, the hashtag find your inspiration or find your incredible, sure. I'm sorry.
2: Sure, well, uh, you know, just in my in my early twenties you know back ten years ago uh, i I was working a lot as an actor. Things were going really well, everything was falling in line. I started doing some stand up things were starting to happen with that and and then my mom really started to go downhill and things started slowing down career wise They kind of coincided. you know um, I was having a hard time finding acting work and And then, when she got really bad i I was in Missouri, where I'm from for about a year, helping take care of her, and nothing puts the brakes on an acting career like like disappearing for a year so you know, after she passed away, not only was I you know just just down and dealing with that, you know I was also like struggling to figure out how to get my career back in order. And you know, I just wasn't doing anything. I just wasn't doing anything productive. I mean, you know, I was working, I was paying my bills, I was, you know, I was I was I was going through the motions, but I just I wasn't I wasn't doing anything. And um I got to LA and I was trying to reconcile my desire to to do something creative and create comedy with my desire to just disappear into the woods and not deal with people and just hang out with the animals. And I was like, I have to find, I have to find, not only do I have to find something for me to do that is motivating and makes me feel alive. I also have to find something that's, that incorporates both of, of these things that I love to do. And so that's where this project came from was me trying to find a way to, uh, be out in the woods and also, creating uh, comedy. Uh, And then I discovered a quote. Um, It's a quote by Mae West. And she says, uh, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. And, you know, the one thing about my mom is, you know, she was only 58 when she passed away, but she, she definitely made the most of her time. She definitely did. And I'm sure she passed away feeling, you know, really solid about, you know, how she had lived her life. And I wanted to be in that same place. And I knew that I wasn't. And so um, I came up with this lofty goal, this crazy project. And, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm doing something, you know, incredible. And I really want that to be the message that the film sends. You know, this is not just an ultra running film. This is not just a film about being vegan. This is about somebody who didn't feel like they were using their time on Earth valuably uh that's not a word <laughs> didn't feel like they didn't use their time on earth well and who decided to change that and you know my incredible is is running 100 miles but it could be anything you know i don't know it could be i don't know, starting your own business or volunteering at a pet shelter i don't know like just uh just doing the most you can with the time you have here because you know as corny and and over as it is you really don't know how much time we have here so let's let's make the most of it and actually uh if anyone uses the hashtag find your incredible on instagram or twitter uh during the length of our indiegogo campaign we're giving away a 250 rei gift card so uh share what you're doing you know let us know what you're working towards we want to hear
0: so anyone who uses that hashtag gets a gift card no, really oh man, that would be
1: awesome! Wait, thank you for that <laughs> clarification.
2: <laughs> no, they go into a drawing. Gotcha. two hundred and fifty dollars REI gift card. Cool. All right, so um,
0: I okay. So I got the sense watching your video that, and I could be wrong with this, but you seem to be the type of person that once you do this, you're going to discover that, uh, that that's not enough. And, I mean, I don't mean once isn't enough, but I mean that that this. I don't know that, that this is your' incredible, but there's going to be more so I'm just wondering have you thought at all about what so I asked what happens if you fail? I mean, what happens if you succeed then what what do you think you do after this as far as fitness goes or just anything else?
2: Yeah I have so many things. I definitely am the type of person who <clears throat> I'm not the type of person who will do a a, a hundred mile ultra marathon and then you know keep keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Not that I won't run them for the rest of my life, but I definitely will be looking for the the next bigger, badder, harder, uh, tougher challenge. Uh, tons of things. Um, I don't know. You know, when I was – the team and Ian and I were talking in the beginning. I threw around bad water as an option, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I don't know about that quite yet." Um, so I don't know, you know, something as ridiculous as that, or I would love to do some of the stage races. There's that stage race in South America through the jungle that looks incredible. Uh, I've had a unhealthy obsession with Lewis and Clark since I was a little kid. I've always had this idea of retracing their entire, you know, journey up the Missouri and and west. Well, um i've always wanted to do the pacific crest trail or the appalachian trail like i don't know there definitely will be something after this for sure yeah i i i mean i have the same problem myself that yeah, you know you can't, just, enough, can't just do right? this yeah you can't do
0: the same thing over as yeah. you've already done it's just not not motivating which goes back to what you said you need you need this big goal to be exciting to uh in order to get out there and train
2: yeah for sure
0: all right well uh it's it's close to our time here you, you have a you have a nannying appointment
2: coming up is that <laughs> yeah well i'm a nanny yeah i know you are is that what, is i take that what, care yeah, of it now? yeah just going to work gonna go hang out with a two-year-old i think we're gonna go to the zoo you know just a nice. typical day of work <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah
0: cool all right well uh enjoy it and yeah uh, awesome thank you well, for thanks time. for having
2: me on guys yeah it was good to talk to you
0: yeah this is fun just remind everyone one more time what is the url to go to to uh to ultimately end up at, at your indiegogo campaign to watch the video which is good
2: Yes, once is onceisenoughfilm.com, and on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Jeffrey Binney, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-B-I-N-N-E-Y.
0: Okay, so everyone check it out, it's a great video, uh, consider sponsoring it, and uh, Jeffrey, thank you for your time, good luck with the rest of the journey.
2: It's awesome, thanks guys, to thanks, you right. soon. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.